Welcome to the GeoMob podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the GeoMob podcast. Very excited about today's episode because we have Sarah Hoffman with us today. Sarah is a very longtime OSMer and the primary maintainer of the Nominatum software, which is one of the main geocoding services for OpenStreetMap data. It's a software that my business relies on heavily. And so it's a great chance to have her here and have a chat with her and learn all about her background in OpenStreetMap and what's happening with Nominatum and all the challenges around geocoding, which are many. Sarah, welcome to the GeoMob podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. Great to have you here, Sarah. First up, maybe introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us who you are. Give us a bit about your background and how you got into OpenStreetMap. Yeah, so I'm a software developer based in Dresden. And I'm a by now very old-time OSMer. So I started mapping in 2008. Really got into OSM for the mapping. I was based in Switzerland then. And so took the opportunity to basically map all the railways in Switzerland. And once this was done, I thought I'd start with hiking. Uh, hiking pass. And the problem then was that there was no map for it to actually show what I've mapped. So I started a project where I showed the hiking path, which is Remark to it now. And from there on, I got more and more into software development with OSM. And yeah, one of the things is Nominatum. You already mentioned, uh, I also maintain OSM to PGSQL and PyOSMIUM. And so what made you then take over the Nominatum project? I mean, because you, you were not the original creator of Nominatum. Is that correct? No, I wasn't. So the the original concept of Nominatum was actually written by Tom Hughes, which is one of the system admins of OSM. And so he wanted to prove that this can be done in Postgres. And then it was in a couple of days written by Brian Quinion, um, pretty much the first version we had. I wasn't really involved then, but I think after a year or so, they realized that they needed another server and Brian didn't have the time to actually install the server for the OSM foundation. So yeah, it was the wild west days of OSM. So I just thought, well, let's say I can do this. Didn't know much about geocoding then or Postgres or anything. And yeah, I started doing this and... Then also looked into issues which were coming in, started to do something in the code. And yeah, after a while, I basically became the maintainer. That's amazing because I didn't I didn't realize you had no background in geocoding or anything like that. Maybe that's a good point in the conversation where first we should talk about what exactly is geocoding and what are the challenges of geocoding with OpenStreetMap and why is it so hard? And then we can get into exactly how Nominatum tries to tries to solve these issues. So Give it, Give us your definition. What is, what is geocoding? Well, geocoding is basically somehow matching up the location on the planet with some address uh, or location description. So there's two main things you can have. One is searching. So you know you have some location, you have some address, and you want to know where it is. And the other one is what we call reverse geocoding. You have some location on the planet, and you want to say, what is this place? What is the street I'm in? What is the country I'm in? Or something like this. Right. And Nominatum, of course, supports both of these, forward and reverse geocoding. Um, yes. As someone who runs a service that uses Nominatum and other geocoders, I find there's a lot of confusion amongst, amongst software developers who are not in the geospace, but even amongst people in the geospace. People get very mixed up between Things like address validation, IP to location, geocoding, 
Um, even within geocoding, you can have geo search, which is, for example, like a like an auto suggest type search, which is very different than kind of if you if you have an exact full address and you just want to convert that. You know, it, it's a very confusing space actually, and this is one of the big challenges I think is everyone in their mind has a different. Everyone in their mind has understands their use case, but they don't always have the perfect terminology to to describe their use case and what they want and they don't understand that other people might have different use cases and that how do, how do you see that situation yeah this is of course always a big challenge because well nominatim does one special kind of geo coding in the in the sense you you just define so for example we are using purely open street map data so we are not in it's not an address database per se so as in what you get from your postal service so we're using the OSM data and create do searching in there, uh, which isn't always what people want. It's true. So if you have an address validation, that's uh, something completely different because you, in theory, you need a different database. Yeah, we also find that people struggle a lot with the the concept that I mean, first of all, many people come to try to use the service who don't understand OpenStreetMap and the crowdsource nature of it, and they just assume like. Oh, you know, you must have every address in the in the country or whatever, and they don't they don't get that that OpenStreetMap doesn't necessarily have every address. Uh, then some people really struggle with the fact that it's not validated in some way. You know that anyone can put anything into OpenStreetMap, and just because something is in OpenStreetMap doesn't mean it exists in the real world, of course. Um, so these are topics that come up again and again, and I'm sure as the the primary nominatum maintainer, you must bump your head against these issues all the time as people not understanding some of the challenges there. Yeah, we get we get a lot of issues there. I mean, we are sitting a little bit in between with Nominatim here. So on the one side, we have the OpenStreetMap data, which is also very, very different in places. So from country to country, you have different data, you have different types of mapping, which we somehow have to map. And on the other side, we have the users, which also come with a lot of expectations. So people don't realize how much uh, local knowledge they put into their search. So they put a single word into the search box and then assume that this is enough to actually get into the place they want. Just for example, they put in, I don't know, Tesco in the search box and they know it's a supermarket and they know because it's a supermarket, they want to know the, all Tesco's that they see on the map at the moment. But figuring this out is actually really hard for uh, a geocoder. So we kind of have to have a lot of additional local knowledge in here, which is not always easy. Well, and that's before you even get into the point of people's... Uh, OpenStreetMap is, of course, a global project, and people are searching in all different languages, all different you know, scripts in, in Arabic and Chinese, all these different things. I mean, very, very difficult technical challenge to, to be able to grapple with that. So, yeah, I mean, I have, I have a lot of respect for the, the challenge and the fact that you're taking it on. So tell us a little bit about what is the tech stack of Nominatum? How, how does it work? How does it go from when I... If I add an address into OpenStreetMap, how does that get to Nominatum at a high level? What happens? So basically, we well, we take all of the OpenStreetMap data and we first look at the how the countries are mapped and the states and the counties and everything and basically build up a hierarchy with this. The challenge here is a little bit that not everywhere we have exact boundaries all over the world. So we're also using just little place notes there. And so we get this uh, hierarchy of different places. And then you have your address in the end. And you have a look where it is in this hierarchy. 
And from this, you build up uh, what I prefer to call a location description. So it's not yet necessarily the address of the place, as you would put on a letter, but it's uh, a description where in the world this is. And this we put in a database, and then all the terms from the hierarchy we have, you can then basically search for. And, but what kind of technology do you think? What type of database or what kind of, I mean, you mentioned Postgres. Is that is that it? It's in one massive database or what? It is, yeah. So we basically import all the OSM data into a Postgres database and yeah, build these hierarchies also in Postgres tables. Uh, this is all done with a huge blob of VSQL code. So doing it really with triggers in the database. And then when it comes out on the search term, we have on the search side, we have a PHP scripts, which first take the query you have and tries to interpret how the query could be, could be interpreted. So basically what part of the query, for example, could be a house number, what could be a postcode? And are you saying, oh, I'm looking for banks in my city or something like this? And then translates this into an SQL query and asks this in Postgres, gets some results back, and then looks again at the results, what which is best to which uh, to your original query, and gives you back the results. And all of that is, of course, happening as quickly as possible. I mean, I know Nominatum handles hundreds of, of queries per second. I mean, what is the volume of the public Nominatum server? the one run by the OpenStreetMap Foundation? Because, I mean, of course, it's an open open source software that anyone can use and install locally. But, but the public one, can you share any numbers with us? Like what, what the amount of the data and how many, how many lines of code, how many queries, these types of things? Sure. So we still run the Nominatum service on the OSMF service on one single server. And at the moment, it runs at an average of 400 requests per second. And I have to say, this is only... This little because we are applying a rather strict uh, usage limits. So we actually get about 600 requests per second for which 200 just uh, get thrown away because they are actually violating our usage policy. So yeah, we could do a lot more there. But on the the programming, I mean, you mentioned PHP and Python. What other languages are involved? Is that because that's just how the project has evolved or why why all these different languages and technologies? It's a little bit on the historical side. So as I said, the first proof of concept was actually done if, with OSM to PGSQL, uh, which is written in C++, which actually imports the OSM data into the database. So we have some C++ there. Then the import is mostly done with triggers in, in SQL, which is actually the, the most difficult part to understand. Yeah, we have PHP on the search front. And recently, I started also to introduce Python simply for the reason to go to something where we can have more state in the search front and maybe make the code a little bit easier. So it's not too much code, actually. It's 12,000 lines of code, which is for a project of this size not too much, but it's still rather complex and you have to actually understand all the parts of it, unfortunately, before really being able to do interesting things there. Well, I know that's one of the big challenges. I subscribe on GitHub to you know the notifications for the project, and I see people often submitting issues, but very often in a way that is not particularly helpful to addressing the issue or solving it. It's because usually the person submitting the issue doesn't really doesn't always have a full comprehension of, of the challenges. And, and imagine this must be one of the biggest challenges for you as a maintainer, fielding all these issues. I mean, it's very common people come in and say, "I search for X." And it didn't find X, it should have found Y. 
and that's it, right? And and so you know, day after day, you get these types of issues. How do you deal with that? How do you manage that? How do you how do you better steer those issues into being actually helpful in some way? Well, so the interesting or the the challenge with this is often actually understanding what exactly went wrong for people. So actually, uh, as you just said, if you have an issue where really people say, I was searching for this, I expected that, and instead I got this, that's actually quite a good issue uh, report already. Because generally, I can just try it myself and then yeah, find what's actually going on with the, the issue and then say, okay, yeah, this is a known issue. This is part of what Nominatim doesn't, can't do yet, for example, fuzzy searching or something like this, and then just uh, get it sorted out. It's more difficult when people come with issues where they think they know what the reason is. So often, or not often, but occasionally we get the issues which say, you have to fix this and this, and then this will work. And unfortunately, it's not often not the root cause of their problem. So then you have to go and ask people, okay, what's actually, uh, what is it you are trying to do? Okay, this is then, this and this has to be changed. What would, what would be your kind of ideal issue report? So I, I know many uh, many of our listeners are members of the OpenStreetMap community, contributors to OpenStreetMap, and I presumably also users of Nominatum, either personally or in doing their mapping or at a larger scale. And what would be the best way for them to, when they see problems, to get them to you? So if it's a problem with the search, so if you can't find something or anything, so the, the best thing is, first of all, look into your OSM data and see if what you're trying to search is actually there. We do have a, a little debug interface for Nominatium, which is actually not enough advertised, where you can take an OSM object and see what Nominatium made out of it. So you can see, I explained the address hierarchy before, you can actually look at the data that Nominatum has about this object. And normally when you look at this, you can already see, for example, you have a house number and it picked up the wrong street. And then of course everything goes wrong because you can't search the street anymore you were looking for. And so if you have kind of these issues, it's often you can already see why it doesn't work and then that's fine. And if you can't find it, then really, the best issue report is just say, okay, this is the search I did. This is the OSM object I'm trying to find and it doesn't come out. Something else comes out or something like this. So that's the, the ideal report. Okay. All right. Well, there you heard it, listeners. Please, no more bad issue reports, please. But let's take it to the next step. Imagine someone out there wants to get involved on the software side and, and thinks that they can contribute here. Is that desired, or how, what is the best way for them to to get into this project? Because you know it, it is quite complex, and obviously it's evolved over time. So someone out there who's listening and says, you know, this sounds cool. I, you know, I, I want to make sure Nominatum works better for my language or whatever. How do they do it? How do they get involved? So we definitely like to have more contributors. It's basically a one and a half people project at the moment. So we are, would be really happy about it. Yeah, unfortunately, as I said, geocoding is complex and. As things are at the moment, there's often the problem that you can't just tweak a tiny little thing because it tends to break geocoding on other places. So we're trying to change this, hopefully during the next year, especially if you have some local local knowledge and you want to contribute there. Uh, I hope we get to a point where this is exactly what you can do without having to know the entire system. But if you want to get involved at the moment there's already smaller stuff well uh, one can do so on the github issue tracker 
we have uh, tagged some things as help wanted, which are good enough to get into the code. And there are smaller changes where maybe you only have to understand part of the code or at least play with it. And this helps you understand the code. And the other thing that we have is some secondary projects, which I think would really be helpful if other people had a look in this. So one thing uh, we have talked about issue reporting. So it would be nice if this was a little bit automatized. So you can say here, this is the search, and then you can click on an OSM object and say, this is the expected outcome. And then it goes into a database and uh, we can actually look at this in a more uh, organized fashion. So, and another thing I've always wanted is, so if you look into the Nominatum database, you see a lot of uh, tagging issues from OpenStreetMap. And it would be nice to actually get them out there and have a QA interface where people can look and see, oh, yeah, there uh, obviously a boundary is broken again, or there the Wikidata tags are wrong, very obviously, and just help OpenStreetMappers improve the data. And I think that would be also a very valuable project. Yeah, I, And there's I, a couple of others, yeah. I think that would be fantastic because very often when I'm debugging issues, the root cause is obviously an underlying data issue in OpenStreetMap where people have broken the data structure in OpenStreetMap or just entered bad data or typos or whatever it is. So I guess I, am, I, I would also like to mention on your behalf, sir, one, one way I think people could get involved, of course, is also if they don't want to contribute directly in the source code, of course, it's just sponsoring your work financially. Because uh, I know what I what a, maybe you want to talk about that a little bit. If last year some some companies have started uh, funding the work that you're doing, because it, I think it's so critical, and and it's it's worrisome that you know how big the the user base is versus how small the maintainer group is, and and it's something I, I think Nominative is only one example within the entire OpenStreetMap universe where that's the case. But I, I would love to see more people get involved on that. Yes, so that's also what I realized. Uh, so I've been doing this for the last 10 years, basically as a hobby project. Uh, as I said, it's not the only thing I maintain. So software developers are really stretched thin in the OpenStreetMap world. So I would like to do this full time now. It's a complex uh, topic and it really deserves to get a little bit more attention. So what I'm hoping is that users really kind of go into a sponsoring mode where they say, okay, I give a certain amount of money every month. And if we find enough users, then we can sponsor people full time to work on the code and put it a little bit out of maintenance mode and really into a mode where we can improve, improve the search really for users. Well, I, I encourage everyone to get involved there, even be it personally, but of course, especially companies who rely on the technology. Everyone should be contributing back. What about, I guess, one other point we should make, of course, that, that Nominatum is the primary geocoding tool around OpenStreetMap, and it's the one on the OpenStreetMap.org website. But of course, there are a few other projects trying to do geocoding with OpenStreetMap. How much do you look at those tools for ideas and inspiration and... What's your opinion on these other projects, or are you pretty much heads down in Nominatum? So we don't have as much contact as I would like to have. I've always said that I would love to another geocoding project. So I think Pelias is one of the more mature ones at the moment. The difference is a little bit that Nominatum really is focused on OpenStreetMap. Pelias goes more in the direction of being a general open source geocoding engine and uses a lot of other open data as well. Of course, you always look a little bit what the others are doing and 
how they try to solve the problems we of course all have but yeah there could be a larger community there yeah well you know one question that always we always at OpenCage often get asked is like oh which geocoder is better and i always laugh when we get this question because it depends so heavily on your data set you know like and then sometimes people will write a blog post like we had a blog post a couple months ago where someone's like okay I evaluated all the geocoders and geocoder X is the best one. And then, so I started going into his blog post and basically he had geocoded the names of Mexican villages, right? And of course, for that specific use case, you can clearly draw a conclusion as to which geocoder is better. But that doesn't tell you anything about which geocoder is better for, you know, Chinese street addresses or reverse geocoding in Europe or whatever it is. And you know the, the problem space is so big that it's very difficult that any one tool is going to solve all these problems. I think there's, there's more than enough room for all these different projects because there's so many different use cases. Yeah, I definitely agree. So I also know of a few very good geocoders for specific countries. So thinking of ad hoc, for example, in France. Of course, yeah. And I think it's it's a wonderful thing to do because if you are restricted to France, then you have very specific uh, addresses and stuff you can rely on and you can make a very good geocoder. I mean, Nakam always had the goal of working really for the whole planet and of course, mainly being a search engine. And so saying we're focusing less on trying to find complete addresses or reverse geocoding. It always works, but a little bit worse, let's say, than just typing into the search box, because that's, of course, what its uh, main purpose is on the OpenStreetMap website. But yeah, I think definitely. So whatever you want to do, you can definitely write better geocoders if you have a very specific uh, use case. Yeah. Well, I would love it if we could get Nominatum to the, to the point where it's much simpler for people to you know, do language specific, I mean, human language, like, like, you know, so that a native speaker of Spanish could very quickly adapt it to, and, and come with all the test cases in, in Spain or whatever, or whatever the country is, because there are some languages where nominatum doesn't perform great. And usually it's just because, you know, we haven't had native speakers contributing. And so if that would, in my opinion, that would be a great step is if we can somehow figure out the architecture so that you know, people can, people can, native speakers can really dive into their language and their country specifics and, and make sure that they get treated appropriately. So what does the future hold for the project? What are your goals for the coming, let's say, one year or five years or what, what's next? Yes. So what you just mentioned, the localization is definitely a big item on the list. So at the moment, Nominatum really has a one-size-fits-all approach. There's no localization for every country. We do some very, well, rough uh, normalization with the with the input, which really, I think, isn't well-suited for, for all over, over the world. So getting this in that you can do language-specific geocoding, that you can do country-specific geocoding with special address formats, with special abbreviations in use and so on. This is a big item on the list. The other thing what I'd like to see Nominatum is become even more easy installable, maybe even going as far as just doing an update install on your Ubuntu. This would be nice, so making it even easier to use for, for people and uh, also of course, making it a little bit easier for contributors. And that means writing more documentation and explaining how it works so that people maybe can start also diving into the core of Nominatum itself. 
Well, I wish you every success with that. And if, if you out there are listening and, and you're thinking to yourself, I, you would love an interesting technical challenge, I encourage you to get in touch with Sarah and find a way to contribute to Nominatum because A, it's very fun. I mean, geocoding is a very fascinating technical topic. and But also, this is a project that's used heavily and could really benefit with more from more contributors. And I, I think it's something very valuable that would be a great benefit to every OpenStreetMap community around the world. It, it, you know, as, as you said, it's a tool for mappers to better see what's in OpenStreetMap to improve the user experience on the OpenStreetMap.org website. So this is something that really every community around the world can really contribute to, to, to really improve OpenStreetMap in their country and in their language. So please get involved. Please get involved. All right, so well, let's uh, let's wrap up. Any closing thoughts? Any other requests that you have to the listeners, or anything else you want to share with us? Yeah. So, if you're interested in contributing, definitely, as you said, very welcome. Um, there is a mailing list, a geocoding mailing list, where you can ask questions. You can come to GitHub and have a look at the issues, or also write an email to me if you prefer to do this in private. And yeah, and if you're interested in sponsoring, please also get in t- uh, contact with me. And and we'll make sure that we get all the links to the mailing list and to the GitHub and everything on the show notes for this for this episode, so that um, people can easily access them. Okay, well, thanks very much, Sarah, both for joining us today on the podcast, but also, of course, for all your efforts for OpenStreetMap over over the many years. And uh, I wish you all good luck going forward. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today and listening to the GeoMob podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions for topics that we should cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. You can follow Steven at Steven Feldman. You can follow me at Fryfogel. You can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode, and of course, seeing you at a future Geomop event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.